Uh-huh. And so then he just laughs and then fucks your brains out. <laughs> and it was like, all right, now I'm ready to finish the game. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> I feel complete. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to Game On, a podcast about gaming and other nerd culture from a gay perspective. As always, I am your host, Mark Waters. And with me is our co-host, Stephen H. Garcia. What's up? <laughs> and our third co-host, Adam. Hello, friends. So let's start things off uh, in a very traditional manner. Let's talk about what we're playing. Press start to play. I think you guys are more or less playing the same game. I would start, Stephen, let's start with you. Well, I'm doing the Batman Arkham Knight, but the background missions. Mm-hmm. So you broke down and bought the DLC. Yeah, I made a little extra cash. I'm like, might as well. Oh, good. Well, what you got the Dolk. Right. Well, what <laughs> kind of like force beats me is I saw that the one of the DLCs is going to be like the... 1980s Batman movie with the, the 80s Batmobile. Nice. I was oh. like, must have. <laughs> Just as a skin. It's not an yeah. extra level or anything like well, that. Well, there's uh, extra racetracks. Oh, f- cool. From the style of the movie. Oh, nice. great. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. Hmm. I hope it has like, that music too. Yes. Well, it's interesting because all of the skins so far have been basically the same vehicle with like different paint. But this one that I, I saw online, it's like... It, it's more of the shape of the like. It looks like the 1989 Batman yeah. Batmobile. I'm kind of. I was like, that's so cool. That's my favorite Batmobile. With the little mm-hmm. penis in the ring in the front. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> it looks like a nipple. Actually, it's got like a little nub at the front. I'm just wondering how like the cannon comes out and like if the wheels uh, come out to the true, side. True. Like yeah. how's it going to change? Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. Awesome. Well, how was the Batgirl DLC? It was good. It was. It was kind of short, but. Uh, that's you right. know the other two DLCs were like super short, the Harley Quinn and the Red Hood. Mm-hmm. They're like twenty minutes long. This yeah. one was like two hours ish. Okay, mm, that's it was, good. but it was really fun. Like it was pretty nonstop. Did you find the star, the Easter egg that I mentioned today? No, I did not. You did not find Starro. Star whore? Star whore. No, you know, the giant uh, sea starfish that no. the Justice League fought. Is, is it a chocolate starfish? <laughs> no, but there's there are two things you can see this this really great example of the game on YouTube just mm-hmm. just to see the Starro Easter egg but he's like in a in a some kind of a circus area there's like a big Ferris wheel and he's sort of hidden in a building that you can go into oh cool Interesting. but he's in uh water or something it's like he's captive oh, and if cool. you if you get up close to him his <laughs> eye is moving oh that's fun so he's still alive but then elsewhere in that same area there's a like a circus poster with the amazing Starro, and it's a guy dressed in a tuxedo who's got the star like on his face. Oh, nice, <laughs> How interesting. That's fun. So there's so there's a lot of cute little Easter eggs like that in there. Yeah, it was kind of cool because like I beat the thing, but it lets you uh, keep playing. Like how you you know when you beat uh, the Batman games, you could just keep on going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it let you do that, so you could go and find like the extra stuff. Are there Riddler trophies for her? No, or? thank God. <laughs> I you know I wish that's one of my things i wish that you could play like open world in gotham as the other characters that they unlock like that would be so much fun but yeah you really can only play as batman in the game i hope against hope that we'll get a batgirl game one of these days i know uh, and like playing as her she was really cool like her outfit is pretty stellar when you take a good look at it mm-hmm well, um, and it's the old school Harley, like the original appearance Harley with like the white face paint. Yeah, like the, the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Except for I'm just kind of tired of like 
the Joker is like the villain for everything. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> I said when he told me earlier, I asked him who the villain was, and I said it should be Killer Moth. Uh-huh. Because when Batgirl was first introduced in the comics, it was fighting Killer Moth. And even in the TV show, they had a special episode that I don't think really ever got shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I think it was only maybe 15 minutes long to introduce Batgirl as a character. And she fought Killer Moth. Even in, in, in that. the show. In the 60s show, yeah. <laughs> so so when, when was her first appearance in the comics? Do you know? It was around the time that she was introduced. Uh, so in the 60s? Yeah, definitely in the late 60s. Huh. Now, was she a character before as Barbara Gordon? Or? No. All new. No, and I know that there had been a Batwoman prior right. to that, like from the 50s, that was kind of retconned out. But... Yes, but she also <clears> used, <throat> she had similar, um, not power, similar gadgets mm-hmm. to what Kathy Kane used as Batwoman, the original. You know, they had like, you know, uh, like a compact that if you blew the powder, it would... Of course. Yeah, and everything Lipstick was... Lipstick lasers. Exactly. <laughs> it was very female... Uh, centric. Didn't yeah. all her weapons come in a little purse too? Yes, oh, she had a little God. purse to the side. She didn't have a utility belt. She had a utility clutch. Yes, <laughs> and that clutch. <laughs> she, and she didn't change all that much until really until John Ostrander got his hands on her uh, in the Suicide Squad. That's when she became Oracle. Oh, that happened in Suicide Squad. Yes, she was shot by the Joker. No, I thought that happened in the Killing Joke. It did. Oh, but then afterwards. But after that, she was just a girl in a wheelchair. Uh, oh, okay, okay. In Suicide Squad, this character called Oracle appears, who's this big green face, and she's helping them out, and you don't know who the person behind the voice is. Okay. But it's eventually revealed to be Barbara Gordon because working in the library, you know, libraries have always had computers, even when mm-hmm. people don't. You know, you can yeah. go do your resume. <laughs> so then, was Birds of Prey after that? Oh, far after that. Yeah, okay. Birds of Prey was a 90s comic, whereas the Suicide Squad was a, like a late 80s uh, creation. Okay. Not the... Now, the, we can get into this in a bit, but the, the Suicide Squad that they're showing now is definitely of the new 52. It's not the old... Right. Uh, well, that's... And that's sort of what happened with the Guardians of the Galaxy, too. Like, there was the old Guardians of the Galaxy, and then the new team that popped up in the 2000s, that's the one that was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And both have their pluses and minuses, but we can get into that in a second. Mm. Adam, what are you playing? Well, congratulations to me. I finished Dragon Age after like 140 hours. (laughs) (laughs) And I just have to say, um, you know, like right after you finish, after you beat the mission, the final mission, or maybe it's right before, you get a chance to kind of like go and talk to all of your different teammates and they all have sort of like a last thing. And so you go around and talk to everybody. And then like you go and like rest up in your quarters. <clears throat> and of course, since I was in a relationship with Iron Bull. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> no, no, right, right. He, he stops by and he's like, hey boss, you got a minute? <laughs> and so then like, you know, you get, you know, your options of how to respond. And in pretty much in every situation, you have like the good option, the bitchy option. And then the middle option is always sort of like funny. Uh-huh. And so then I picked the middle option. It was like, oh, it usually takes you more than a minute, Bull. (laughs) And so then he just laughs and then fucks your brains out. (laughs) And it was like, all right, now I'm ready to finish the game. This is good. (laughs) I feel complete. Mm -hmm. Energized after a good fucking. Uh Uh-huh. And I finished the main story mode of Arkham also just Ah. just last night. I know, two nights ago. Oh, nice. But yeah, so I've played the whole story. I have tons of stuff left to do in order to get like yes. 100% completion. Right. Because you don't get the full ending until you get 
all right. the you don't so reach face. full completion mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. you you do all the side missions. Now, have did you finish all the, the trophies? Yeah, to do the Arkham, or not the Arkham, the, the Nightfall, Nightfall protocol thing. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm like fifty away. Wait, you okay. won't you you can only get that special ending you when you to, get all the trophies. You have to complete everything. Well, so there is a. Without doing any spoilers, there's mm-hmm. a revelation at the end at the hands of the Scarecrow. Yes. Does that revelation have any real percussion? Re- re- real percussions? Any <laughs> repercussions? Like, is it is it something that's easily covered up? Or do you no. think it will affect future games? Basically what happens after you oh, finish... Oh, he's done. Yeah, after <laughs> okay. you finish the story, Batman's like, I'm, I've got one more night and then I'm done. So... You get, like, the rest of the game, obviously, to finish all the different missions and, you know, beat all, like, the side bosses and get all the Riddler trophies. And once you do get 100% completion in all of that, then you're activating the um, Nightfall protocol, which I'm assuming then is him finding a replacement. So. Which, and it's funny because, like, the Nightfall is, like, like what the title was when Azrael became Batman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, like, Azrael was pretty much in the game and Batman was kind of, meh. I actually, I actually yeah. read the Nightfall novelization mm. from the '90s. Oh, I think I did too. Which is interesting because it ha- it basically starts all the way from the Bane story all the uh-huh. way through mm-hmm. Azrael and everything. So the man that that was a crazy time in Batman stories. Yeah, yeah, it really. It was, was a big deal when when Batman's back was broken. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the that's sort of like the problem with comics is that I remember distinctly. Uh, the Comic-Con where I realized that I was older than Batman was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think it was one well, of Well, not in this one. Not well, in the new movie. <laughs> right. But I was older than a lot of the characters that I grew up reading. You know, mm-hmm. they always are going to stay in their presumably late 20s or early 30s. Right. Uh, you know, and I'm older than that now. And it's kind of weird. They don't, you know, to still be reading stories about these people. It's that static change is what they call it. Where right. it feels like things are changing. But nothing really ever changes. It can't. It's like the high school girls. I get older and they stay the same age. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bitches. Exactly. Um, No, but... So I'm on a mission right now, actually, where I'm... I think in the last or second to last Azrael, like, side mission. And his missions are actually kind of tough. This one I played probably 30 times last night. Oh. Over and over and over and still didn't beat it. Eventually I just turned it off. Because... You have to defeat a group of enemies, but if you get hit once, it's over. God, that's tough. And so there's the one that I'm on. Every single enemy has a sword. Oh. And so in order to counter the sword, you have to do a back and Mm -hmm. a counter, like, each time that they attack you. And usually they'll do you three to four times in a row. And if the timing is not perfect, then they'll hit you, and the whole mission, like, the whole thing is done. I think I got away with that one because they kept the... Like attacking from the sky, uh-huh. and you could counter them in the sky, and he'll jump up and counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I kept doing those. Yeah, so I could, so I'm I'm good with like the normal counters, but then every time somebody like sneaks up, then like I, I, I my timing's off, and so I just did it like thirty times, and, oh. and was about ready to throw my controller. And, and, and you know, like when like they have the the red alerts on them when they're about uh-huh. to charge you. Yeah. If you throw a battering at them right when they're charging, oh they yeah, knocked out right. I away. got that one. Plus the like the ones with the electronic tasers like you have to shoot your your electronic yeah charger yeah. or yeah. or if you flip over them they'll be disoriented for a minute and you could knock them from behind yeah yeah 
But if there's tons of them, it's hard to keep track. There's of not a ton of them, but you have to hit them a lot. And yeah. like one hit and it's done. So yeah, Timing is everything. Yeah, so I'm in that sort of phase right now where it's like getting into the frustrating parts just to get the 100% completion. But <laughs> hey, that's what, you know, we're nerds. That's kind of what we live for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Did you also know that similar to in Arkham City when you could go back to Calendar Man on, mm-hmm. on certain days and mm-hmm. get different interactions with him? Uh, in this one, if you set the date on your PlayStation or your or your computer, if you're playing on the computer, if you set it to Halloween, uh-huh. Kirk Langstrom has escaped. No way. That's cool. And he surprises you at a building again. Oh, God. Even after you put him away. <laughs> oh, wow. So oh, that's, that's fun. That's also on So we, we have to pay on Halloween? I know. No, well, you, you can, can change, change the, the date on your PlayStation 3. Or 4. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was one of the, the the ways to get the Calendar Man trophy in Arkham City was to change the date to like get all of the the holidays. Oh, mm-hmm. And they're all marked for you on the calendar that's right by them. They're all circled. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's fun. I think even Arbor Day is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> they were scraping the bottom of the barrel. Oh my gosh. Trees. Yeah. So I am still playing Far Cry 3. There is a lot... A lot, a lot to that game. Yeah. And um, I am now having to go, and they have special um, hunting. Like, you can only expand your wallet up to a certain size to collect, mm. like, $6,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Yes. And then, so, on the one that I played uh, yesterday, if you kill a black shark in the Maneater Challenge, mm-hmm. you get a special skin that you can create a new wallet that you can hold $10,000. <laughs> and so those are scattered throughout the game. And so I'm kind of playing cleanup at this point rather yeah. than continuing on. Uh-huh. Uh, I that's the way. This is even the way that I play um, uh, Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. is that I like to do all the side missions and things as I'm going, and it helps to really prolong... Yeah. The game. So that once I'm actually done with the game, it doesn't feel like a chore to go back and finish all this stuff just right. for completion's well, sake. Well, and plus, depending on the game, it helps you kind of level up so that you can play through the right. story modes. Yeah. Easier. So there's these big brutes that they, they're they the tougher ones. They're, they're, you know, you can slice them up pretty easily if you can get close to them. Mm-hmm. But... The takedown for these big brutes is like one of the last things you can get with your experience points. Uh, so it does behoove you to go around and collect relics and other things to gain experience points and do side missions. So that it. by the time you get to the more difficult area, mm-hmm. uh, it's at least a little easier because you can take those guys down. Now, is does it get easier to clear out the like hideouts? The old stuff, yeah. That's that's what I that's kind of what I spent a lot of time doing yesterday when I was playing this was uh-huh. going even though so there's an upper portion to the game on the map that right, you look at right kind of like two islands that are yes, connected right mm-hmm. and so the game that I'm playing now is shifted to that lower part mm-hmm. uh, I haven't unlocked all the areas yet by going into the radio towers uh-huh. but instead of continuing down in that area I said why don't I just go up to the top area clean out the hideouts get all the things that I can get up there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's what I've been doing. So it does get easier, like, as you get more experience. Yeah, it cool. does. That Because that was just the real the real sticking point with me. Like, it just took a long time to do each one. And it was like, basically, that's all I'm doing in this game is yeah. just so I can, like, <laughs> run around without getting attacked all the time. Well, you start you start getting the hang of, of how each character works and how, how what exactly it takes to mm-hmm. kill them. 
uh, the last podcast I mentioned that there are certain bases that have animals that are in cages. Oh, right, right. And so I've cleared out several of them by releasing those animals. Nice. One time it backfired on me because I got into the camp too early and the fucking leopard attacked me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little frustrating. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, um, you know, I'm going to continue playing on. I don't know if I'm really going to play another Far Cry game. You know, like, mm. this was enough. Yeah. <laughs> I've got plenty to play. Right. <laughs> uh, and this really gave me the flavor. It's a great value, you know, if you yeah. like playing those kinds of games. It's I, a lot of games. I recommend it. It is a lot of game. <laughs> so, as some of our um, more attentive listeners might know, we all went together to see Ant-Man. Yeah! And we saw it. Now, how did we end up getting to see it on a Thursday when it opened on a Friday? Well, I'm an Arclight member. So, we saw it oh. at the Arclight Hollywood in the Cinerama Dome, which is like an L.A. institution. It is. It's an old, uh, they, they used to have like the VistaVision productions yeah. in there, like the ones that needed a really big screen. Right, well I think they did a lot of like old, you know, 3D B-movies there, you know, in the 50s and 60s. <laughs> and now, you know, now it was um, redone as like a sort of a luxury yes. cin- cinema chain. And the nice thing <clears throat> about the Arclight, uh, and they, they have them in several areas around the Los Angeles area, you buy your tickets in advance for specific seats, mm-hmm. and their no-phone pro- policy is like strictly enforced. And they yeah. won't even let you in the theater if you get there, like what, 10 minutes late or something? Or... Oh yeah, yeah. You have to basically be there by before the movie starts. Yeah. You can you can show up during the previews, but that's it. Yes. So there's no, you know, you're trying to get into the the opening of the movie, and there's somebody walking in front of you. You right. know, it makes the experience that much nicer. Well, then it's nice too because since you have your reserved seat, you don't have to like wait in line for two fucking hours just right. to like, right. see the movie, or like know? hope that you and your friends get seats together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you buy them all in one chunk. So, uh, did you like the movie? Let's it was terrible. Just see kidding, it. I loved it. Oh, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Well, I thought it was cool that when we went to go see the movie, they had the actual outfit there yeah, on display. Yes. Yeah, that was really cool. I was like, what? Nerdy is awesome? A, yes, that mask. I wonder when it's going to mm-hmm. start like making its way into like fetish shows. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's hot. Uh, I really... I, I'm not familiar with the Scott Lang story. Mm-hmm. That's the Ant-Man. I'm more familiar with the Hank Pym Ant-Man. Yeah. But no matter how you cut it, Ant-Man really was a B or C list character. And he's one of the founding members of the Avengers. Right. But even Stan Lee... So um, Paul Rudd, the actor that played Ant-Man, was on the Howard Stern show this week. And mm-hmm. so he, he told a couple of stories about behind the scenes. He met Stan Lee. And Stan Lee was very excited about that they were making this movie because Ant-Man has always been one of his favorite characters. Hmm. And But they never really could adequately show how he interacted with people because of the perspective. Right. You know, you couldn't... He would just be a speck on the table talking to people in a larger, you know, in a mm-hmm. wider shot. You wouldn't even be able to see him. And the way that his powers function were, you know, growing small and large all of a sudden to knock somebody out or growing small to run across the barrel of a gun... It works so well, you know, yeah. cinematically. Yeah. I thought it was so cool how they explained the powers. I didn't realize how powerful he really is. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like, oh, he just shrinks and stuff. But I didn't realize yeah. that when he's small, he's crazy super strong. Well, he keeps, although now that I'm thinking about it, because supposedly he keeps the same mass. Yes. But then the more he shrinks, wouldn't he sort of get into like neutron star territory where you like <laughs> fall through the center of the earth? 
Well, we'd have to ask know. a physicist. I know. Right. Science of Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there'll be a book. When I worked at a bookstore, they had books on the science of the X-Men, science oh, of the yeah. X-Files. Well, yeah. maybe they'll have that, you know, the, the YouTube videos that because science. Oh, yeah. Like I would explain the whole shrinking stuff. You should tag him. Although it, it does make sense, though, in theory, because most of matter is empty space. So, like, the fact that they're just shrinking the space between the particles is actually pr- probably possible. Well, so we didn't, we don't want to spoil this movie for anyone that hasn't seen it. Because <laughs> it's really. We're not even talking about the movie, we're just talking about, like, I'm just talking about well, No, I know, but I, w- I wanted to talk about. But you should have seen it by now. <laughs> Well, I, yes, if you're a true fan. Um, so I'm trying to think of a good way to talk about this without doing any kind of spoilers. Hank Pym, the scientist, warns him that if you shrink too much, you start um, losing all sense of time, sense right. of who you are. You start forgetting. And at a certain point that well, Scott... Once you get to the quantum level, like yes. all time and space, like can, right. you, know, it's, it, you cease to sort of exist in that realm. Right. So they, they, they also revealed that Hank Pym fought as the Ant-Man in World War II. Well, they didn't specifically say World War II. I guess you're right. Like mid-century, I would say. Yeah, maybe they did look more like Russians than... I did like the... the they had a Peggy Carter cameo. Yeah. And at first I didn't yeah. recognize her. And I'm like, oh, cool, because they, they had the slight aging to her. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That was a really nice surprise. Mm-hmm. So I love her. They, they also <laughs> reveal that the Wasp, Janet Van Dyne, also did missions with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like the way to the way that Scott was able to pull himself out of a that quantum the quantum quandary uh-huh. <laughs> was by focusing on his daughter's voice. And okay. that pulled him out. But I wonder why that wouldn't have worked for the wasp. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe well, that's for the sequel. Yeah. Well, in their current mission like the stuff that was happening outside the world, probably uh, didn't even hear him talking. Because they were, weren't they like on a missile they were silo? On a, they were on a, not a silo, on an actual rocket that rocket, was heading yeah. towards. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's too much noise to even hear Hank say anything. Yeah. The other, the other sort of issue that I have with the movie in relation to the powers is that they established that the helmet is essential to protecting the wearer when he shrinks down. Yeah. That meant that the wasp if she ever appears again, has to wear a helmet as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she kind of has to because like in the comics, the Wasp is, is a mutant. That's and, or only the, true in the Ultimate Ultimates? Universe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that is the look that they're kind of going for, isn't it? The Ultimates? Yeah. No, I guess... The, they're uh... sort of mishmashing between Ultimates and yeah. the regular Marvel Universe. Um, I just wonder how they're going to be able to get away is, is if the Wasp does appear somewhere else... Is she going to have to wear a helmet? How will that change her look? You know. Well, okay. I'm going to get off on a tangent a little bit. Okay. Talking about the wasp, because <laughs> here we go. Because you know, it, we've we talk a lot about on this podcast about representation, mm-hmm. and to me, Ant, the Ant Man character. I mean, not necessarily a Scott Lang one, because Scott Lang was like the second Ant Man, but the original Ant Man and the Wasp were so linked as a duo. Mm-hmm. That I I found it interesting that they only chose one of them as the main protagonist of the film. Like, why couldn't it have been an Ant Man and the Wasp film? 
so that we like, can have a, a so pair. that we could have a sequel. <laughs> well, then the sequel could have been with Scott Lang, <laughs> yeah, which is funny because like or there's not, there's not really another wasp, but they kind of just like added one in. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it made sense. But you know, and I want to talk about this too, like because especially when you're talking about like a C. B or C list character Mm -hmm. that's not Batman, that's not Captain America, that has to like, you know, that is like their own icon. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody knows who Ant Man is. This movie is telling everyone who Ant Man is. Yes. So, why wouldn't the Wasp be also like part of that? I know. Well, she was. But I'm also going to bring it over to the upcoming Gambit movie. Oh. I mean, like, Gambit, yes, he's a very popular X Men, he's no Wolverine. He's not as popular as Storm. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's po- as popular as Rogue. Why are they making a Gambit movie? Why isn't it a Rogue and Gambit movie where you have like a, t- a duo? Like what? movie Rogue sucked. <laughs> I was. The movie yeah. Rogue could have. Anna Paquin, I, I actually think, is a really good actress. Uh, yeah. I think her character was written terribly. Yes. Along with every other female character in the X Men films. I have now. Who's seen the X Men Rogue cut? The one that just came out. I saw it. That was pretty cool. You did. Do you think that they should have released it the way that the rogue cut looks? Uh, yeah, but then the movie it was it was like two hours and a half or something. Or uh-huh. it was like a really long movie, so they kind of to make it like a, like a good sized chunk of a movie. They cut those parts were easily able to cut out, and it would still be okay. Yeah, like there's obvious reshoots to make it fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rogue part was it was cool and interesting. Well, yeah, she's the, she is on the table instead of Kitty Pride in the future. Right? Yeah, like uh, that's a huge. Change. She was being experimented on the whole time in the future, and then they broke her out, and uh, she took mm. Kitty's place near the end of the movie. But it was a really long movie. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, and I want to get in. Well, I, I have this fantasy about this film. Okay. Well, okay, but I do have something to say about sure. why they may not have put Rogue in. Mm-hmm. In all of the movies, Rogue is together with Iceman. So maybe they but don't want to... But then Iceman dumps her for Kitty in when? X3. Pretty much. We don't think about X3. That's <laughs> the one we ignore. Well, that one doesn't. That, that one didn't happen anymore. Right. Well, okay. So here's, here's my idea of a really kick-ass Gambit and Rogue movie. Okay, shoot. So basically... Is like, the Teeves Guild in it? What's that? The Teeves Guild? Oh, could be. You know, <laughs> Gambit is just such an odd character anyway. Like uh, Girls you know, love I, the Gambit, though. I, girls do love Gambit, but... He's such a more interesting character when given, like, a foil. And Rogue is sort of a good foil and good love interest. Because in the comics, she's such a, like, strong personality herself. And she's Mm -hmm. got, like, all of her own issues that, like, you know, Gambit's sort of, like, the... They're, like, sort of the only ones that understand each other. So what I want to see is a rogue that can fly and punch people. (laughs) Uh -uh. (laughs) I need to have some sort of thing that's, like... Captain Carol Marvel. Danvers, yes. but not Carol exactly. Danvers. Right. <laughs> so, you know, like then they could Fox could get out ahead of like of all of the Wonder Woman and, and Captain Marvel movies by having a female lead in a you know a female superhero in a lead title role. Mm-hmm. Um, they could show how they got like her superpowers in the film. That could be a part of the plot point because he's a thief. He could definitely be sort of that. I mean, Rogue started out as a villain, right. so like you you kind of want to dirty her up a little bit and like pairing her with Gambit would be perfect. Plus I think Anna Paquin and Channing Tatum would probably have really good chemistry together. Well, I would imagine that since this is going to be a new Gambit that they would actually just recast Rogue. Yeah, they could, I mean, but they don't a- need to. Well, when she first appeared, she looked an awful lot like B. Arthur. <laughs> 
She looked like an older woman, or like <laughs> Gra- in the comics. Yes, or like Granny, or like Granny Goodness. If you're a DC fan, she was fan. like seventeen. She oh did. My God. <laughs> she did not look seventeen in the comics. She looked like a stout. Well, woman. She had the she had a yes. rough life. Right. A really rough. She life. spoke a lot. Oh. Well, if you had been at Comic Con, you could if, have talked about this with creators. I guess if you had to live with Mystique and Destiny doing it all the time, you'd grow a little white streak too. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So, there were a bunch of trailers that got sneaked out from Comic-Con, yeah. and we should probably talk about some of those. The notable one for me is the Suicide Squad. Yeah. I, okay, so what I feel about that trailer is like, it looks kind of cool, but then the whole time like, so where are they all walking to slowly? <laughs> well, I guess that depends on who the villain is. Right, and True. like, there's a bunch of them. Who are they fighting? Well, and what's interesting <laughs> is that all the shots they've showed of the Suicide Squad, like Joker hasn't really been in any of them. So, I, I, I mean, he's obviously in the film yeah. and he he's paired with Harley in some of the shots. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if he will actually be like the antagonist of the film. I don't know. Like he almost with the with the caliber of power that they've got in there, mm-hmm. it seems like they'd be able to take the Joker down pretty. Easily, so I don't, you know. Well, especially then, why would Harley go along with any of it? Well, why wouldn't Deadshot just fucking shoot him? Right? (laughs) You know, he doesn't even need to be standing near him to shoot him. Well, I'm sure there's like some other bigger, bigger threat that they need like 13 people to like go after. (laughs) I would suggest Vandal Savage, except for the fact that he's going to be the big bad in Legends Legends of of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's right. I was gonna say uh, yes, Um, yeah. or Scandal Savage, isn't that his daughter? Scandal is his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> is she immortal? That's too? a cool name. I mean, maybe they're going up against. Maybe they're Scandal going up Savage. against. Uh, she was right. She was a lesbian too. That's awesome. How scandalous. Was she immortal? Uh I don't remember. She had a lot of her dad's money though. Yeah. And then she dated a, a someone, a woman from Apocalypse, named uh, Knockout. Oh. Okay. So. Not Big Barda. No, not Big Barda. Big no. Barda is married to Mister Miracle. Um, oh, that reminds me of like the fun Flash news that we're going to get Mr. Terrific in it, and he's going to oh, be gay. Oh, and he's going to be gay. This is the black Mr. Terrific. Okay. There was another no Mr. Terrific. Was there another Mr. Terrific? Yeah, there was one in the in World War II. He was in the JSA. And he his name in the JSA was Terry Sloan, and he was like the world's perfect man. Mm-hmm. You know, he was wealthy. He was a sports champion. He was like a chess champion. He was the third smartest man in the world or uh-huh. something like that. Uh-huh. And he just decided to go into fighting crime because he's that fucking great. Like Ozymandias. Yeah. <laughs> but he his costume is the first one that had that fair play on it. Oh. Uh, because that's how he treated the people that he fought. He was fair, hmm. I guess. But he had a weird costume. It was like green and, and red and yellow. It was uh, pretty ugly. They all had weird outfits in just, yeah. just society. Well, that's the coloring of the comics back then. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, why is the Joker wearing a purple suit? Truly. <laughs> Although, the, the Joker's color scheme is very unique and instantly identifiable as the Joker. Yes, but a lot of, like back then, a lot of the villains... Or Mardi Gras. A lot of the villains <laughs> were the ones that wore purple. Catwoman oh, was in true. her purple outfit. Penguin has that, those same purple striped pants. And purple umbrella. Batman had his purple gloves in the first appearance. Well... Which you can play as that skin. Yeah, but he also had I a gun. I that skin. <laughs> I like that skin. He had a gun in the first appearance. Uh, the Riddler, purple and green... True. So green and purple really were symbols of like villains' costumes. Whereas well, does Two Face ever have like he had purple? Wasn't his face purple at one point? 
yeah, half of his face was purple for a long time, and then it was well, it was purple or green. There's you know, there's both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there was light blue for the cartoon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're all different. Um, so I thought the Suicide Squad looked exciting. Yes, I like that they that it featured Harley a lot because yeah. I feel like uh, it's finally it's time for Harley to have her day in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. I and, feel that Harley. Sh- like she looks cool, but I think she's not Harley enough. That's she, yeah. No, that's how she is in the new Fifty Two, though. She even in the new Fifty Two, she still has more things to make her look more like a clown. Well, we haven't seen everything that she's doing yet. We yeah, don't know true. what they're gonna do. We don't know the finished product. I'm relieved to see that Deadshot is in his actual comic book costume. Yeah, which brings up kind of another point. You know, in the in the latest uh, X Men Apocalypse that they released. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of furor about how great Psylocke looks in her costume. And I agree, she looks good, but that costume is not functional at no. all. Uh-huh. If you were a ninja psychic, it probably was. I guess. <laughs> well, she's under mind control anyway, probably. And can right. we talk about that ridiculous uh, apocalypse costume? Yeah, I'm horrible. hoping that that's... That's, that's uh, form one. So okay. uh, we're like, what? There's final the, form. Yeah, there's there's a final boss form that's gonna be like his big comic book version. That's just Ganon. He or, he becomes Ganondorf later. Yeah. <laughs> that's Ivan Ooze form. Right. I know. I've seen all the all the memes on. Well, the one thing that that I was like. What the iconic thing about Apocalypse is his lips, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And there was his it, Apocalypse. It looks like they're little stars. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's barely there, yeah. and I was like, oh, they could have put that out a And I think more. the casting of Oscar Isaac is really interesting, because mm-hmm. he doesn't play characters like this. Well, he's going to be in Star Wars. Yeah. It's going to be, so it'll be interesting to see like his new sci-fi genre phase of his I'm career. I'm sure he's just glad to have the money. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? The last Coen Brothers movie that he was in, where he was like a folk singer. Uh-huh. Great performance. Loved the movie. Uh-huh. Would never in a million years think he was going to be playing a villain in a blockbuster, <laughs> you know. And even in that movie um, Ex Machina, which is out, yeah. Oh, I want to see it. He's and he's fucking hot. Yeah. Like I thought he was hot in the Coen Brothers movie. In this one, he's like working out and he drinks a lot mm-hmm. in Ex Machina, and then. He, so attractive. Well, <laughs> that's not what makes him attractive. But he goes through these fits where he drinks a lot for a couple of days. And then he gets into like a strict diet regimen where he only eats like raw eggs and uh-huh. protein powder and stuff uh-huh. like that. And so, but he's like a crazy like Facebook type inventor mm-hmm. who creates the robot. Uh, yeah, artificial like a, a robot, and he brings in one of his employees to test how human this robot is. Mm, interesting. And if it, it's fucking great. Yeah, I really. I highly that. recommend it. In fact, I should have waited. I should have saved that for what made me level up. Well, going back to Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, yes. Let, uh, there's actually a rumor that um, Stephen had mentioned. Oh, the Scott Eastwood is playing like a military type soldier, but they're like and he's got an uncredit. Like he's got. They haven't released the name of who his character is. Yeah, and and the rumor is that he might be playing Dick Grayson as Agent Thirty Seven. Oh, interesting. Whatever, you know, he's like Agent Grayson or whatever right yeah. now. That like, He's doing that right now. At, undercover oh, for Bruce Wayne. that's Bain what you're talking about. Through uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. So there's, okay, so that reminds me of something that I wanted to mention very briefly, and then I'll go back to Suicide Squad myself. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fodder. Have you guys seen the ads for Agent 47 Hitman? No. There's a new Hitman movie coming out in August. Uh-uh. And uh-uh. Fox is making it. I've never played that game. 
the, haven't either. The trailer for the newest one looks amazing, mm-hmm. but I probably won't play it. <laughs> oh, no, not the video game. It's the, a, the yeah, movie. but they have a, a new game, oh, have... like a reboot or something. Oh. So it's just called Hitman, and the trailer looks amazing. Well, I wonder what it is to him aside from just being bald. Like, is uh, that his He's like power? a super soldier or some shit. Oh, so it's... Well, doesn't I'll play he, it. Doesn't he's... he have like the IRC code on the back of his neck? Probably. Yeah. And Tim Oliphant, play Oliphant. Oh yeah, that's right. Played him in the first movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of surprised that there's even a sequel, but... Mm. Yeah. So, back to Suicide Squad real quick. The, <laughs> the one line that stands out to me the most is um, Amanda Waller sitting at dinner, presumably with like General Eiling, or I don't know exactly who those mm-hmm. all those people at the table are. But when they say, why, these, why use villains? And she's like, we have the ultimate deniability. Yeah. They're in prison right now. If they escape and we have to kill them, well, you know. True. And it, that makes so much sense. And I'm so glad that they cast her as she's, Amanda Waller. She's perfect. perfect. And she's up for an Emmy. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a big fan of How to Get Away with Murder. I, I liked it. Uh, I watched it all. She's not a very good teacher is my problem with that. Well, she's teaching at a big college. I think that's probably typical of a law school, though. Well, she let all of her students do all the work, and that annoyed me. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to see her do more work rather than just have fucking drama with her husband. True, true. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So, I and based on that alone, I'm not sure why she's nominated for Best Actress, Best Actress rather than Supporting. No. Well, that's why, honey. I stopped (laughs) because I was dissatisfied with the way they're solving their mysteries. Oh, no. You find... you All have right. to finish uh, it. I'm sure it'll be on <laughs> You sort Netflix of see that she's sort of behind a lot of what happens. Oh, God. Okay. All right. So uh, we also saw the Deadpool trailer. Amazing. It yeah, looks great. The version. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. We had two trailers. That's how I saw the X-Men Apocalypse one. Which I haven't seen either. But I some... saw all the, f- the photos, of course. Entertainment Weekly did a big spread. Yeah, right. A big spread. Which is more than oh, you can see in the trailer. <laughs> spread open. You can see her everything. Uh, yeah, the, the the camera angles, it's clear, you know, when those they sleep footage, somebody's just got a little camera peeking out of a bag. Yeah, it's right. all askew. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. But the good thing is, like, the Deadpool high-definition trailer, I think, comes out next week. Well, right. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing about yeah. every revelation from San Diego, is that if you just wait a matter of days or even a matter of weeks... But, mm-hmm. but I think this one, it might be, like, because we saw, like, like the Red Band trailer. Mm-hmm. So this might be, like, the... G trailer. I bet they'll do the green trailer. trailer though. I mean, they. I think they kind of this time around. Fox seems to be really smart about who they're marketing the film to, mm-hmm. and not trying to make it a wide appeal. I mean, it, it's obviously rated R. Like it's yeah. There was you know fuck in the in the Cock, trailer. Like Cock gobbler <laughs> is in there. You know, it's they. And R-rated comedies are making money. So this is going to be the first R-rated superhero comedy. And if we go back to, I mean, really what kicked off the whole like Marvel slate of comic book films was Blade, which was a rated R film. Mm -hmm. I love Blade. Yeah. (laughs) I never watched him. I just never did. They're actually not bad. And Ryan Reynolds is in one of them. The first one is really cool. He's in the They go downhill, Mm -hmm. but the first one's cool. Yeah. It is cool, actually. Okay. <laughs> well, what, what are the other trailers? Uh, well, I do want to point out about Deadpool. There's mm-hmm. two things. Yep. So he is, they're touting the fact that he has the most realistic and most 
most like the comic book costume yeah. out of any other production. Oh, it's like True. dead on. And yeah. it looks good. Yeah. It really does. Um, also in the trailer, I the, the thing that stuck out to me in the trailer was when somebody said, we can make you into a superhero. Mm-hmm. And it's like, superheroes don't call themselves superheroes. Well, that's probably the point because he's not even a superhero. Yeah, they're like, this is the Harina Sakpin. Yeah, I don't know. I just say it rang. Well, that's how they get him in and then like mutilate his body. Basically. Yeah, and then now you're gonna go kill people. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll have to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have the Superman versus Batman. Yeah, that was one epic ass trailer. I'm and now I am on board. It looked so much better than the teaser that we got. Yeah. That it teaser was, was weird. terrible. It really was. There was this. There's this uh, YouTuber. Um, his channel's called uh, Black Nerd Comedy, mm-hmm. and he t- he he watched the teaser one. And it was all like he depicted and he got all this flack. And then a new trailer came out. And he's all like, "Well, fuck you! You just made like my six months like of hell with YouTube, <laughs> and then you released a good trailer that we wanted to see from the beginning." Right. <laughs> and it makes sense. Apparently, Wayne Enterprises is in Gotham. Yeah. And his building comes down, and that pisses him off. So he decides to come out of retirement as Batman to take on mm-hmm. Superman. Well, it's very smart of them to take the criticism of the first movie and approach it head on as a plot point. Yeah, I agree. Because that did bother me about Man of Steel a yes. lot was all the destruction. Absolutely. It was Absolutely. so much like 9-11. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's like, how can we have a Superman who isn't trying to save lives? Right. Well, I'll tell you how. Because his mother is talking like a bitch in this too. She's like, <laughs> be the hero they need, Clark. Or don't. Who gives a fuck? You don't owe them anything. And it's like, these are the Kents that raised him? Right. They're not the, likable the people. dad that, like, sacrificed himself just so his son, like... Can save so the dog? stupid! Save Spot! He's, like, taken away. What? Don't reveal yourself! Boy. Dumb. I regret nothing. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he landed in a field of dreams. <laughs> oh. Out there. Womp womp. <laughs> Boy. Those storms can carry people far, far That's away. true. But I'm excited about the shots that they showed us of Wonderful. Diana. Yeah. Oh, she looks she great. Looks awesome. You know, there's so much, especially with the gays, there's so much criticism about her already. I'm like, just fucking wait to see the movie. And, like, I was all like, she looks awesome. Done. Sold. Yeah, like, I think she looks really good. I liked her in the, the Furious movies, Fast <laughs> and Furious movies. Yeah. There's no reason to, like... Well, you know, they don't really... Uh, you know, one of the criticisms is that she doesn't look muscular enough or she's too thin. Yeah. Look, for Superman to be as powerful as he is, mm-hmm. he would have to be even more muscled to yeah. have all that power. There's a suspension, as Alfred Hitchcock said, a suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. You know? Things are going to happen in movies and you have to realize that you're seeing a movie. Right. Wonder Woman does not exist in the real life. <laughs> she is in the comic book pages. The heels are irrelevant in That's real really life. So. The heels are dumb. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> we all say it. Yeah. Um, but no, she, she... Well, she's got the sword, which is fine. I know some people are pissed about that, but... She has you to, know what? She's got, super, she's got superpowers. Like, who yeah. cares... If she's like got giant biceps or not, you know what I like that she has. Uh, she has her lasso. She has a sword. She has a shield. She has a spear. Mm-hmm. She has like I think like ten other weapons hidden in her armor. <laughs> Does she have an invisible jet? I that would be awesome, but uh, we'll see. She probably steals it from Batman or something. <laughs> I know the the coolest Easter egg that I saw in that trailer though is mm-hmm. when they showed the the Jason Todd Robin outfit. 
like in the case. Oh, I don't know if I saw that. It's like his his outfit, but like uh, with spray paints all ha ha ha, but jokes <gasps> on you. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't miss you that. You missed that? Yeah. yeah. And it, had, oh. it had the outfit, the mask, and the cool staff spear weapon thing. Uh-huh. Um, you could totally tell like like the death in the family thing like mm-hmm. it happened already. Well, I'm so glad we're finally getting into an era of superhero films where not everything is a fucking origin. Yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. Oh, contraire, mon frere. <laughs> Did you see the footage of uh, of the Waynes getting killed? Ugh, Dean Morgan do Stanley. Do it again? Yes. yes. But I think they're going to do it really fast because they only have so much time. I hope so because we've already seen it like three times. Yeah, but they're... And in Gotham. <laughs> oh, right. We know his parents are killed. We know Superman comes from another Dead planet. parents. Yes, because we have the same problem whenever they reboot like the Spider-Man. We waste a movie getting him, you know, seeing him get bit by yeah, a spider. Exactly. We know this. I think it's going to be faster because they're going to go through the whole like Jason Todd thing, which is like what happened sooner in his mm-hmm. life. Interesting. And this is Batman that's been Batman for years already. Well, if they're already going through Jason Todd, then there must be a Dick yeah. Grayson out there somewhere. So, which, which might be that agent guy. And also and he's would hot. tie yeah. in the Suicide Squad. and That's Clint Eastwood's son. Mm-hmm. He's hot. Well, plus they showed, they showed bits of Batman in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. They did have shots Oh, you're right. Of him. And Suicide Squad happens before Batman v Superman. So they really are. I wonder. But it's not going to be Ben Affleck playing Batman, yeah, is it? I think so. In both, yeah. In Suicide Squad? Yeah, I, ch- I just checked that he's in both. Wow. Good. They're having yeah. su- and Ben Affleck is supposed to be directing a Batman movie with Jeff Johns writing it. Oh, The Batman? Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> That's what it's called. The Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know. Um,. And we didn't even get to see. There's no footage of Jason Momoa's uh, no Aquaman. No. Um, well, and they've cast the Flash. So I'm assuming that the Flash has to show up in a cameo somehow. Well, isn't from what I heard that they're going to show uh, in Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. Aquaman fighting King Shark and Amanda Waller <laughs> uh, captures Aquaman. King Shark is going to mm. be in Suicide Squad. That's amazing. And no. he's going to die probably right away. <laughs> He's a strange character. Yeah. He looks like a... Well, wait a second. Doesn't he now look like a... Um, Isn't he like one of Katy Perry's Oh, he's a hammerhead shark. He looks like a hammerhead shark really? now instead of the like the Jaws. Kind uh, of like a, what's the Jaws shark? The big one. The Great White. Great White. Yeah. Uh, well, isn't there a Batman villain called Hammerhead? <sighs> Probably. There was a Dick... Wasn't there a Dick Tracy character named Hammerhead? Yes. Flathead? Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm mixing them up. Is this a video game podcast? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You know what you were going to talk about that we didn't, that we totally glossed over was Ant-Man, again, going back to Ant-Man, appearing in all these fucking games now. That's true. Okay, so <laughs> I tried to research because I'm like, oh, well, if we're talking about Ant-Man, we just saw Ant-Man, let's talk about what games he's appeared in, and the only game until just recently that he'd been in was Lego Marvel Superheroes. And he's fun to play in that. Yeah, he is fun. And the Wasp is fun too. There's They're little the only mazes. two characters that shrink. Right. There's little mazes that he has to run in order to... Yeah. And I think it's so cute when he runs and he's all tiny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, so recently, now all of Marvel's like iOS games that they have, which are Contest of Champions, Future Fight, and then what's the other... Oh, uh, Puzzle, Puzzle Quest. Quest. <laughs> they are now have now just released like... Ant-Man yeah. as a character in all of them, basically. They, well, they did the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. They all yeah. came mm-hmm. out in all the games. Not all the characters. In Puzzle Quest, they just introduced um, the hot one, Star-Lord. Well, they had Rocket and Groot comes together. In Puzzle Quest? Yeah, I had him like oh, a long okay. time ago before I quit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but then one thing that, that I did see was that it's 
strongly rumored, um, I don't think officially confirmed, that he's going to be in Marvel Infinity 3.0. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I think he is. Uh, I Yeah, I think he, he is uh, Ultron and Hulkbuster. Cool. Oh, Are they, cool. Is his little disc going to be him with yeah, a little tiny, tiny him? <laughs> that'd be so cute. They would have to do that. Um, that'd be kind of cool. I would run on a full-size one, though. Maybe they'll do both. No. Maybe they should put the Wasp I'm not and Ant-Man together. <laughs> yeah, maybe they could. There's a neat figure set that you could get at Comic-Con. The Hank Pym set. With oh, cool. him, him as Ant-Man. Uh-huh. Him as Hank Pym in the lab coat. Him as Giant Man, uh-huh. him as Goliath, mm-hmm. and I don't think it comes with a like a regular well, he size. He was also animal. Yellow Jacket. Oh, Yellow Jacket may be a part of that too. Hmm. Yeah, did you like the villain in Ant Man? Uh, I like him. <laughs> I thought the part was really underwritten. I thought yeah. most characters were underwritten except for Hank Pym and Scott Lang. And that movie was two hours long. You know, though the guy who had the best lines was his uh, his friend. Oh yeah, uh, Luis. Oh, he yeah. was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Luis was like the best part. Of my yeah, Michael Pena. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a good actor. I like him a lot. I liked when when he reveals how he heard about these heists that they send him on. It's like word mm-hmm. of mouth. Yeah. Right. But all the characters they lip sync basically him telling the story. <laughs> so it's all his vocal inflection. It's like drunk history. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. But, you know, um, I read an article that was sort of um, criticizing the movie of, of its sort of racial insensitivities. Um, and I do agree, like, basically the only minority characters were criminals. But one of the complaints was that they were also only used as, um, like, comic relief, including the Falcon. But I was like, well, it was a comedy, so technically every single character in that movie was kind of comic yeah. relief. Yeah, yes. Except for Hank Pym, really. Yeah, <laughs> and he was kind of funny, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I promised, we can make it real quick before mm-hmm. we wrap things up, but yep. I promised to tell you guys a story about getting kicked out of San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, gosh, you're going to in trouble. Tell us everything. Well, yes. So here's the deal. My brother and I have a difference of opinion about how I should tell this story. He's afraid that I'm going to lay blame. I will not lay blame. Enough time has passed where, to me, it's just a funny story. Uh-huh. But I will only tell you the facts. Okay. Okay. Fact number one. I was working for a charity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fact number two. They got badges so that we could get into Comic-Con. Okay. But these badges were donated. Okay. Okay. Fact number three... Two of the badges were child badges. Okay. With girls' names. Why would they give you those? Fact number four. four. We had to share badges. Because there were two for four people. So if we wanted to walk the floor, we would take a badge. If we had to go to the bathroom, we would take a badge. Anybody that was still at the table didn't have to wear a badge. Okay. Fact number five. I had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So I grabbed one of the passes. Fact number seven. It turned... Six. I can count. (laughs) It turned out to be one of the child badges. Okay. Fact number seven. When I was done with the bathroom, I walked back into the Comic-Con, but was stopped by somebody at the door because fact number nine... He actually saw my badge and saw that I was not a 12-year-old girl. 
Fact number nine, I was marched immediately to a business area at the con where they confiscated my badge despite my protest saying I was there volunteering for a, a charity. And fact number 10, after they confiscated my badge, I was removed from the premises and told not to come back. Wow. <laughs> now, luckily that all happened on a Saturday towards so the end of the there. day. Yeah. I'd already seen quite a bit. I'm still grateful that I got in for free and I uh -huh. was able to help the charity that I wanted to help. Uh -huh. um, and, uh, you know, but the fact of the matter is that the story did happen. Mm -hmm. Regardless of, you know, delinquent. If there were better ways to deal with the badges, that's for me beside the point. That was yeah. three years ago. And mm -hmm. so every other time I've gone to the con, uh, I've been able to borrow a friend's badge or somebody goes, oh, I've got a badge available for a day. Or, you know, or somebody says, I only got to go on Thursday and, you know, so you can have it for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. This year, nothing presented itself. I didn't have a place to stay. I also coincidentally didn't have a bunch of money, <laughs> so I just stayed home and, you know, did other stuff here. Watched it on YouTube. <laughs> well, and like I like I said, like if, you, world. <laughs> if you wait long enough, you can read everything on the internet. Yeah, Bleeding Cool, Newsarama, Comic mm -hmm. Book Resources. They have representatives there. Game live, on game Facebook on. page. Yes, <laughs> they have people live blogging there. So uh -huh. all you, you know, have to do is just type. San Diego Comic Con, enter. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I take a little bit of solace in knowing that I'm just one of thousands of people who are comic book or movie fans that don't have the resources to go to Comic Con. And thank God for the internet that we can mm -hmm. still feel like we're in the loop and that we can still participate. Yep. Yeah. So was that just the facts enough? You don't just think the facts, ma'am. You think I'm going to get in trouble? <laughs> yes, totally. I'm still going to get in trouble? <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, now comes that time of the program where we talk about what made us level up. Stephen, do you want to start? Yes, I got my two. Just two. Just two today? Okay. Yeah, just okay. Two. okay. So I just saw today that they're working on the next the Batman animated movie uh, called Batman Blood Bud. Uh -huh. Bad Blood. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, but it's the first time we get to see Batwoman animated. Oh, the new Leslie mm -hmm. BN? And she looks awesome. And they're going to have uh, Batwing, too, in the same movie. Oh, yeah. I don't know oh, much about I, him. I've He's... got Batwings right now. It's so hot in here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's summer. We've had some very odd weather. So Batwing is uh, Lucius Fox's son. He's not African? Yes, he's African. Lucius Fox is African? Yes. I guess I'd have to read the title. That's cool, though. So Batwing is his son. I used to call him... He's, Blood... the, he's the black Batman. Oh, right. I called him Luscious Fox when I was a kid. I, <laughs> I'd never heard the name Lucius before. And I'm like, Luscious Fox. <laughs> okay, so we get to see Batwoman. Uh -huh. So that's great. Yeah. Um, and I think they're doing the whole lesbian thing, which would be really awesome. Cool. She's going to be bumping. Hopefully. Hope so. Yeah. I know she has some sass. She's... <laughs> Uh, and this is the one where Dick Grayson becomes Batman temporarily. Oh, so Batman's missing. Oh, we got to talk about that in another show. Mm -hmm. I just want uh, to say about that. So that's cool. Second one is uh, there's a new update regarding Street Fighter Five, mm -hmm. saying that um, all DLCs and new characters are going to be free. <gasps> Instead of doing like the, you know how Street Fighter is like the Super Street Fighter or Ultra Street Fighter, it's just going to keep on going. And the way to unlock characters is through in-game money. So you don't have to spend any cash. Nice. But you have to earn the in-game yeah, money. Yeah, but can you buy in-game money? If you want to. So it's like a freemium game for yeah. your PlayStation. Well, it's it's like Mortal Kombat. Like you could 
buy it if you if you don't want to actually play the game. Uh huh. But you don't have to do that. You can just earn the money. Oh, that's, that's smart cool. though. Yeah, and then they said that we're no longer going to keep doing the crazy updates. We're just going to throw in the characters. Any kind of like balancing uh, updates is going to be free too. Cool. So Street Fighter Five is going to be pretty awesome on PS4. Nice. Da, da, da. Adam, what made you level up? Well, I just had our first concert with the Clarion Singers. I mentioned it last week. With, uh-huh. um, the group that I am singing in, we're going to Canterbury Cathedral to for a residency for a week in August. We had our first concert. It was really hot and humid, but it went really well. We sang really great. And we have another one coming up in a couple of weeks, and I'm just really excited about it to sing with such a great group and having so much fun. Yay. I'm looking forward to that concert. It's going to be down. Do you guys here. have like concerts on YouTube or anything? No, not yet. You guys should promote yourself. We're, yeah. we're, we're giving our recordings out for people who donate a certain amount of money for oh, our tour. Oh, cool. And what's the website again? ClarionSingers.com. C L A R I O N? Yes. Singers.com. Yep. Okay, so what made me level up is that I started a new book that I'm very excited about. It's called Ready Player One. Yay! Yay! By Ernest Klein. Now, um, Stephen, you mentioned that this book came to you in a loot crate recently. Yeah, months ago. It was, uh, I had a loot crate for a couple months, mm-hmm. and one of the months, uh, it was like a board game one. I think it was called Play. It was the one play month you know oh, they all okay. have a theme uh-huh. so the theme is called play and this was in that one well this this takes place in uh the 2040s mm-hmm. where and the main character is a young kid he's like 16 or 17 there the world's resources are so depleted and that everybody is poor and they have to they live in these like stacks of um rvs or trailers mm-hmm. that are stacked one on top of each other, like eighty stories high. Oh my god! And they use ladders to get down and things like that. But there's a there's like a World of Warcraft game in there called Oasis mm-hmm. that uh, is virtual reality, and it's so much better than the real world that people spend, especially our hero, mm-hmm. spends most of his time in that other realm because the real world is just so shitty. Mm-hmm. So the guy that created Oasis dies. And says, I've left Easter eggs scattered about, you know, like a trail of puzzles scattered throughout the virtual world oasis that I created. And um, the person that solves all of them will inherit all of my money. So it's kind of like Willy Wonka in a way, if Wonka had died before Charlie came into that chocolate factory. (laughs) And so, um, unfortunately, he is the first person to cover the first clue, but um, people are willing to kill him for that clue. Yeah. And so my book is, my brother's been trying to get me to read this book for a long time. And How far are you in? Oh, about 12 pages, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I started jogging recently. Yeah, it's make, no, it's, it just puts me to sleep at night. Like, it, you'll, I, I read it. You'll really enjoy it. It's got, it, it really builds to the end. It's got a good third act. Um, I'm really eager to see what you think. I'm hoping that it'll be a movie. I think it's... I think it will. I think the rights have already been sold, but I think it's, it's just, in development. It's littered with, uh, you know, pop culture references. I think the guy that wrote the book must be about my age because I can relate to just about everything that he has mm-hmm. put in the book so far. Mm-hmm. The types yeah. of computers that he played on, early mm-hmm. Atari games. Right. Uh, he talks about a real Easter egg in, in an early, early game when Atari wouldn't let their game programmers put their names on the game. Uh-huh. 
somebody left a key right in the game it's like some kind of a maze game i can't remember the name of it offhand but it's just like a little dot mm-hmm. and if you found the key and took it to a secret room it would reveal the creator's name which mm-hmm. i thought was really really great yeah <laughs> so that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> i'm looking forward to it excellent yeah all right well that's all the time we have for this week mm-hmm. uh see you in two weeks where we'll figure something out to talk about <laughs> <laughs> well until then until then game, game on, on.